With more than 4 million sellers on Etsy, how can creative entrepreneurs like yourself stand out from the masses and sell more of your handmade goods without wasting hours on social media? That is the big question, and this podcast is the answer, where you will learn insider tips and proven strategies on how to turn your Etsy side hustle into a full-time business, giving you the freedom to be your own boss, have time with family, and more time to create. Hi, my name is Jenny Hall, and you're listening to the Handmade Sellers Podcast. Let's do this. Welcome back to the Handmade Seller Podcast. I'm your host, Jenny Hall, and today I have a very special guest today, and I am going to let her introduce herself. Go ahead, Kylie. Hi there. I'm Kylie, and as you can probably tell, I'm living in Australia, in Melbourne, and I am a wife, and I've got two children. I've got a son who's 14 and a daughter who's 12, um, and they're both in high school next year, so I'm very excited about that. Yeah, I have been a digital artist for many, many years now and have done that in many different um, formats. And I'm really excited just to be here and have a chat with Jenny. Yes, so excited. So a little background. This is kind of funny. So I was part of another group and it was a an amazing, like almost, what do you call it? Like manifestation coach like what is she mindset coach she was amazing her name's Gabby Abrams if you need to check her out she's amazing and Kylie was part of that group too and she knew Gabby and somehow they got to talking and Gabby was like oh you need help with your shop go call Jenny so that's just wild I love how that's how we met Kylie but okay so long story short Kylie has a digital product Etsy shop and Kylie how long have you been open well, this might shock you because I, even though I have a digital shop, I still sell physical products. I've been on Etsy for like 10 years, but I really have not been very bothered with it. It was one of those things that I opened up, it feels like a century ago. I played around with it for a little while and then just sort of let it go. And I think I really started kicking it off when I was put in contact with you. Um, COVID had was in full force I had to pivot I couldn't get supplies all the things are happening and that's when I've sort of decided that I need to get stuck into digital products I'd seen other people's success with it and I thought "Hmm, I might have a little go at this and um, I really felt like I needed to up my Etsy ante and that's how we connected so it's been a long journey not very productive probably until the last (laughs) 18 months (laughs) yes I sort of um, set it up and left it there (laughs) Yes. Oh, I totally get it. I totally get it. And it's interesting how many people that happens to, like when they start out on their own and they just kind of get stuck or they kind of plateau and then they finally need to decide, okay, I'm either going to go all in or I'm going to stop. So Kylie joined my program, Etsy Accelerator. We just looked back. It was May of 2021 and she was in it for a year. And when she started out, I look back, you were getting like 30 something orders a month. And she was selling a lot. What was it? You were selling a lot of the pillows. Was it pillows back then? Uh, yeah, personalized cushions. I still do those. Um, obviously, when something still sells, I won't let it go because, you know, it's, it's an income. Right. But I do have the dream of being the digital nomad. So one day I will let it go and just stick to digital, but I'm not quite there yet. Not quite ready to let it go. Yes. And so, okay. 
tell everyone how your sales were going when you joined. What did it look like? Were you getting sales consistently? Were you getting sales daily? What? No. You're shaking your head. Um, okay, tell us no, what's going on. <laughs> definitely not. Um, <laughs> I was getting quite frustrated, wondering what the hell am I going to do? I can't get it to work. It doesn't matter what I seem to do. And I, I just really had no clue. And as I said, I left Etsy go some time ago and obviously things change and I needed to learn again and we're all on that path of learning so one thing I always tell people don't think you know it all because you don't you've got to keep learning you've got to stay up to date with how things change platforms change algorithms change and I just knew that if I didn't get myself into gear and um, learn the ways Etsy were traveling which is how we obviously got in contact again yeah because they were not very consistent so sort of what I was getting at sorry yeah sale here or there and I was just like oh god this is so frustrating what am I not doing because I know my products are fine I have no issues about my products it was all about why people were not buying Yes, all about visibility. Like we Correct. say that all the time. You don't have a product problem. Like Kylie, your photos are phenomenal. Your products are phenomenal. It was just about getting them seen so they could get sold. So once you joined and started making changes, like what were some of the first things that you focused on inside the program? Oh, that was easy. As you said, I know that I don't have a product problem because I've been selling for years and I've also had my own shop. So I knew it was not, a, sorry, a Shopify store. So I knew it wasn't a problem with products. It was all about the very unsexy SEO. <laughs> it's such a boring <laughs> topic. Boring. Oh, so not attractive. It's just every time I hear SEO, I just think, oh, yuck. But unfortunately, it is what it is. And with you, I learned a lot about that. And the big thing for me was the keywords and the titles and finding Search um, search phrases that were relatable, just learning, as I said, going right back to basics, thinking about what the consumer was looking for. And I remember with you, I used to spend hours just typing in phrases in the Etsy search bar, like it was an obsession in the end. And when I'd find one and then I'd check another, then I'd see how many views there were on that, how many products. It was just, it all, it's it, even still to this day, it's kind of um, become a little bit of a game. I kind of secretly yes. enjoy it now. <laughs> It's kind of fun because mm. you have to see like that perfect phrase that is so specific that describes your products mm -hmm. that gets that search results down because yep. that's how your customers search. I always tell people it's like if you had to explain what a product was to a person that could not see the product, let's say you're on the phone and you cannot FaceTime the person, you can't mm -hmm. take a picture, like what would you say to them? And that's how a person shops. That's how they shop on Amazon. It's how they look up things on Google. It's very, very specific. Okay, so right. Kylie, so back then you were getting like 36 orders a month. If you look at your 30-day stats now, about how many orders are you getting a month now? Um, it ranges still between 30 and to about 50, so which is – which is really good. I would like it to be better, but sometimes I might get an order where there's three or four items in it. So sometimes yeah. it's about order value, not always about the number. I try not to get obsessed about the number. Exactly. And repeat customers. I love seeing when I have an order and I've gone in there and I think, yes, repeat customer, they've come back. So sometimes that's worth more to me than having a, a brand new customer. But I have been introducing um, print-on-demand, so I'm now starting yes. to attract a lot more international customers. Um, being in Australia, and you would know in America, post backwards and forwards is quite expensive. So yes. I do, yeah, so I've had to pivot again and work out how can I not just focus on Australia, how can I 
conquer the world. No, not really, <laughs> but kind of. Yes, no, so, you're worldwide. Like you're a yeah. global seller and I love yeah. that you think big like that. So if something like, so how can you, are you using um, print on demand sites that are in America so they will um, create the product and ship from America so it's much faster? Yeah, well, I think the beauty about print on demand, um, it kind of is, I look at it like a semi-digital product. It's not quite a product, but it's not quite a semi, uh, a, a passive income product either. Um, what I love about print on demand is that it doesn't really matter where you live in the world. They will, as soon as you've placed an order with them, I don't know what the terms are, but it pings and just say you're in the US or you're in the UK, they'll use a factory in that country Um make it and ship it so it cuts shipping down and posts down by a quarter time wise cost wise yeah so that yes. that's why i use that so i get a lot of orders now from um customers in america which is very exciting yes. so yeah being able to use print on demand i can sort of serve um serve them a lot better now and um, get products yeah. to them asap i don't use it for australian customers because i have my own machine here so and to use a print on demand and to send it from america to australia it's too expensive <laughs> and it takes too long Very expensive just, so yeah. no, yeah. I love that. And there's, yeah, there's a way around it. What yeah. are your favorite items to design? What are your favorite things to design in your shop? Oh, digital downloads, of course. Cause then, you know, I'll be, I, I'm a busy person. I'm a determined businesswoman, but I'm lazy. If I don't have to print, pack or ship <laughs> it, I will take that option any day. <laughs> there's nothing more satisfying yes. than hearing the cha-ching and I go, oh yes, it's a bundle. It's a digital wall out bundle. Thank you very much carry on with whatever yes. I was doing. I love it. So yeah, it's quite, um, I love that. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so, art, so wall decor. Yeah. Sorry, wall decor, wall decor is probably the main thing that I do. And, but I do also a lot of my birth prints and personalized prints as digital prints as well. And that's where I have really captured an international market because obviously it's much less, it's more, it's cheaper for them to buy it that way than for me to print and ship it. So even though, again, it's not completely digital and passive income, I still have to, you know, change the details. And so I do love creating a product to someone, saving as a PDF or however they want it and emailing it over. So, yeah, yeah so I, I like the digital side of things. So anything POD or personalised, yeah. So do you find that people are already shopping for Christmas in your shop? When, when I'm looking at your um, Christmas printables or your mugs, do you find that people are already shopping? Um, absolutely, yes. I sell Santa Sacks and they're probably my biggest seller for the year. Um, I've already shipped a couple to America and the UK. So if you are an international shopper, I would get in ASAP just, just you know, for postage reasons. Doing mugs this year, which is a new thing for me. So um, I've sold a few mugs. I wouldn't say I'm in full force, but it's nearly November. So I'm sure it'll start kicking off then. It's just starting to bubble right now. Just It's just sort of coming to the surface. I also sell a bit of wholesale as well. So I'm getting a lot of wholesale orders as well. So it's all sort of coming around slowly. And I know within by mid-December, I'll be asleep on the floor because I'll be exhausted. It's my busiest time of year. So I'm excited. <laughs> yes, you're going to need a big vacation after after yeah. the holidays. Um, yeah. Okay, what, what are your favorite print-on-demand sites? Because there's so many and I know that you can hook up a lot of them to your shop. So what are your favorite mm -hmm. ones? 
I personally use um, gelato for all of my mugs and the reason I use gelato is I find that they're much quicker. They have a printer here in Australia, so if I have any Australian orders and I think they're, from what I understand, they're a little bit different to um, Printful where they outsource their factories that print. I think they actually have their own factories but in different places around the globe. They don't actually share the factories. And I also think for me, um, being in Australia, the dollar is just, with the American dollar, it's oh, it's terrible. Like, for example, if you're selling me something $50 US, it'll cost me $75 Australian. So the conversion's hideous at the moment. I really struggle with anything in US dollars and then I get the transaction fees, the international ones after that. So I've got to be very, very mindful. So I try not use Printify or Printful only for conversion reasons because I don't make any money. And if I'm not going to make any money, I'm not going to be bothered with it. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I love my customers, but not that much <laughs> to, right. to produce products. And, and you're products. saying it's because, the, it's because the pricing in the warehouses yeah. are only in America? Is that what you're saying? Why? Gotcha. Yes, some wow. of them. Yeah, but um, they, even okay. the ones in Australia, they still charge me in US dollars. So I've just got to be very careful. Hmm. Really? Yes. You would think it would be what? where are the customers shopping from, not where are the orders placed. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, it's kind of, yeah, I I can't say for everyone, but I know a lot of girls out here that sell their courses all in American dollars because it's so rewarding yeah. <laughs> financially yeah. so um yeah. yeah it's a little bit sticky but gelato converts everything into australian dollars you can sort of nominate your currency and it's much clearer when you can see exactly what you're paying for versus what you think it's going to be when the tra- when the conversions happen so gelato for me so if there's any aussies listening that's wh- that's where i'd go the collection of products is probably not as big but I'm not the sort of person who sells everything to any everyone anyway, so I kind of use what I can out of it and and go from there. Yeah. And, Keep it simple. And that right there is gold, Kylie. Like you just said, like I'm not selling everything to everyone. No, like you know your niche and yep. your niche seems to be like what is your niche? Like children's birth stats, family, children, family, artwork. It's kind of evolved, yeah, family. Yeah, it's all personalized gifts. I sell lots of grandmas and then products these days, so which is really nice. So I never thought I would I would do that, but again, you've got to listen to the demand. Sometimes you've got to try something new and then follow the breadcrumbs of it. And everyone loves to shop for their nan and their grandma, so I would never have thought of creating products for that age group. But I'm also of the mindset that just because I don't want it, if it's going to make me money and I can create a product that is going to sell, well, how, why wouldn't I do it? So, um, yeah, I'm yeah. all about following the little trail of, of what's working. So, unfortunately, a lot of the stuff that I would design these days, I like it. Would I want it in my own home? Probably not. But I'm, I'm okay with that. And I think as a business person, you've got to really separate what you love to what um, the customers want. And if you want to have a business, you've got to – sell what make what you know make what sells it sorry that's what I was going to say yes I mean yes absolutely like that is so important as a business owner and a lot of us are not our ideal customers they're mm-hmm. like people are not their ideal customers but that's good because you lo- you're looking at it from a data standpoint yep. rather than like an emotional tie to the products like I love these products I keep making them oh wait they're not selling why what's mm-hmm. wrong with me well it's not what people want so when you take it from yeah. I'm going to make what people want you have more chance of a success too. I love that. Okay, wholesale. Are you doing fair.com? Like what's, how are you wholesaling? I don't do fair. I don't feel like I have enough margin in it because 
yeah, I just fares. I think it's fifty percent. So by the time I package it, and it's just not going to work for me. So I've let that one go. I sell on two on it like a dropship method over here with two of Australia's biggest um, platforms. I sell on it with a company called Hard to Find and another one called Temple and Webster. Um, I product I, and I only sell to them what I make money out of. I've got a million other products that I know that they want, but I, I'm not. I won't make enough money out of it and. Um, it makes me sad if I've made products and I've made $4 out of this. Yeah, <laughs> I no, won't it's... do it anymore. <laughs> no, no, I love that. And it's not worth your time or energy. No. So, like I always yeah. tell people it's, yeah, it's not about vanity revenue. You can no. make thousands and thousands of dollars a month. But if you're not putting any money in your bank, you are just working for free. <laughs> so oh, absolutely. You so, have, yes, yeah. you have to make the money. Yeah. Um, okay, so compared to what you were making back then, how have you increased your revenue? Um, as from a monetary perspective or what do you mean? Sorry. Like your revenue, like have you increased your revenue by, you know, $500 more a month compared to that, oh, you know, a year yeah. and a half ago or like a thousand dollars, like where have, how much have you grown that way as a business revenue wise? I would say it really fluctuates with, with what I do. Some months I have, have been really quiet quite low some months I can make um you know four five thousand dollars a month and then others I make two so it kind of just yeah. it kind of I don't know it's very weird so at the moment with um I, yeah. I don't have a consistent revenue is what I'm saying um some months yes. I think yes I'm, I'm doing this it's all happening and then other months it's like crickets and I'm like what did I do <laughs> what, <laughs> what did I do <laughs> that's what happened it's totally normal Totally yeah. normal. It ebbs yeah. and flows, especially yeah. with the quarters. And, the, you know, we're approaching like October, November, December is the last yeah. quarter. And that's usually everyone's biggest month. And and then, you know, summer, sometimes people slow down in the summer. It really depends on what niche you're in. But if you're in the gift yeah. giving business, it's about to kick off. So it is all seasonal. That is totally normal. But just to hear you say like you hit 4K, you hit 5K, like that's huge. So when you look back and you were making $1,000 or $2,000 and now you're at five, that's big, Kylie. So do you yeah. do this full time or do you have another job? No, I've actually taken on another part-time job because of the ebbs and flows. And I think at yeah. the moment, and I try not to think about it because I think if I focus on it too much, it'll, it'll just catch me. And I'm talking about the issues, the leftover issues with COVID. And obviously, yeah. and I know it's happening overseas as well, inflation at the moment everywhere is insane. Like it's just, it's not something that I, I avoid. It's just a fact. So just, and I've just, I've decided to put my kids in um, over here in private school. So, um, you know, and there's nice big juicy fees that go along with that. So I've taken, <laughs> I've taken on a 20 hour a week job and I actually love it. The reason why I did that is not just because of the school fees. Here in Melbourne with COVID, um, I'm not sure if you guys in the rest of the world knew, knew this, but we were locked down for like nearly a year in stuck in the homes. Yeah, it was hideous. So choosing to stay home is one thing and then forcing to stay home was another. Um, I think we stayed in our house, my kids and I, for three months. We were not allowed, not allowed out. So I got sick of looking at all of them and, yeah, it was awful. It was awful. We were so bored of each other. Like it was emotionally taxing and draining. So, yeah, so after – as I said, I chose to stay home, then being forced to stay home. It went on for nearly yeah. two years. And then yeah. everyone's gone back to school and I'm still at home. And I just, I wanted to get out, Jenny. I just mentally, yes. I'd, I'd had enough. So yes. I've got a lovely job. It's 20 hours a week. It's in school hours. I get school holidays off. 
it's extra income. So I feel like I'm living the best of both worlds. So if anyone's out there and they feel like their dream is just needs something a little extra, at first I felt like, but no one's ever known me to have a job. I'm just going to, you know, I can't go back to work. People think I failed. I can't do that. So in the end, I didn't care what anyone thought. I just had to get out for my own sanity. Um, And I'm really enjoying it. And I think my business will do better for it because even though I'm a little bit more tired, I'm just in a much better headspace. I'm talking to people. Yeah. And then I get to come home and then create art because that's what I enjoy and sell. So yeah, at the moment, it's been a bit challenging trying to balance both of it, but I'm really happy. It might change in a year's time or so. I might go back to full time here. But at the moment, I want to try and, as I said to you earlier, become the digital nomad. And enjoy yes. being with people every day and hear my phone do the cha-ching and not have to lift a finger. <laughs> That's the goal I for love next it. year. Mm. I love yeah. it. And like what you said is so important because a lot of mm. creatives work from home. Yeah. And I can tell you like it gets lonely and you have oh, to absolutely. make yourself go do stuff. Yeah. You have to because we, we were made for community. No yeah. matter how shy or introverted someone is mm-hmm. or how much you love to be in your house and make things. People need more, and you know when you need more. And so I'm so glad you went out, and now you connected with other people, and that refreshes your soul, which totally. then inspires you to create again. So you're winning. You're winning, and I'm so happy for you, Kylie. Oh, thank you. Oh, digital nomad. Okay, what is your goal? Okay, you keep saying digital nomad, girl. What is your goal? Well, I opened up this year, um, and I was very excited about it, a second Etsy shop, which ah, I never thought yay. I would do. Um, and it's literally yes. just PNG downloads because my background is illustration. I worked in the fashion industry for many, many years here in Melbourne, um, and I've been been able to use uh, Adobe Illustrator and um, programs like that for as long as I can remember. That's obviously how I create all of my artwork. So I thought I would use a few of my skills and just sort of live the life of yes, another order, and I don't have to do anything. So, <laughs> yes. so I've opened up a graphic it. store. <laughs> Yeah, so, and what I really like about that is because I I have no issues with clip art, you know, like creative fabrica and creative market. They all serve Mm -hmm. a purpose. I can be a bit of a lazy drawer, like, for example, sometimes I'll use those if I can't be bothered drawing a Santa Claus, for example. If there's a Santa already there, I'll just use that and make it my own. So they're very, very handy from a time perspective. But I also felt that I wanted to put my handwriting out there in the sense of, trying to make things look a little bit different. There's a lot of the same out there when it comes to PNG sublimation files and SVGs. So I've done, it's done really well. It's not even a year old and I've clocked over a thousand sales already. And the feedback has been, oh, your stuff's so different. And that's, that was the goal just to, to do, to stay on trend because I have to create what's in demand, but just tweak it. And I think that um, for anyone who, who wants to follow trends, just be brave and tweak it your own way. Um, otherwise you'll just get stuck in the thousands of searches out there. So I think, um, yeah, so that's what I've been doing. So the second shop, I would like to grow that even more. So I'm only doing uh, maybe, maybe a thousand dollars a month in that store, which is, I I follow a few others and that's peanuts compared to what they're doing, but I also don't really focus on it either. So um, but I do it, yeah. Com- and- like comparison, comparison is the thief of joy. Yeah. You make an extra 1K a month, Kylie, from yeah. a shop that you just do in your free time. If you feel like yeah. drawing, you add some things. So that's that's freedom right there. And congratulations yeah. because you have not been open that long and you already yeah. have a thousand. How, how many sales do you have in that shop? Um, I think it's 1,052 or something. That's like, amazing. I don't know. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's amazing. when it took so off, when you yeah. Think of it, yeah. And so, yeah. like, all the skills that you have now and the confidence you have, you can start anything you want. I think that's the beauty of starting on Etsy and then learning, you know, more business skills and then taking what you know and be like, wait, I can do it again. And you start yeah. another shop. That is yeah. just phenomenal. So I am yeah. so incredibly happy for you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, no, I really enjoy that shop. Um, it's a lot of fun and I want to put more effort into it. But I'm, I'm a human and I've got family and I've already got one shop and I'm working. So I've just kind of got to do it when I can do it. So I don't put that pressure on myself. I'm just kind of letting it go as I know it's got potential. So when I really kick it into gear over summertime ready for next year, it'll hopefully it'll it'll pick up. But yeah, no, it's fun. It's a really, really fun shop. Uh, that's amazing. Okay, so closing, what do would you say to someone who is thinking about joining Etsy Accelerator but hasn't done it yet? They're kind of scared. What would you say to someone? Well, if you've listened to this podcast, there's nothing negative to or re any reason why you shouldn't join because, as I said earlier in my story, as soon as I met you and I learned what I was not doing and I implemented, the, uh, implemented that, um, everything was easy. So, um, And I really love the community side of it. There was many times when you weren't available. There's always someone that knows something else or something more than what you do in those groups. So never be afraid to ask a question and most nine times out of ten the question you're thinking everyone else is thinking anyway you've just got to be the brave one to ask the question and my dad used to always say to me there's no such thing as a stupid question it's you're just stupid for not um asking it so yeah it was there was lots of information in the course the seo i think that that's your hero you, you know how to do the seo jenny i just yeah you get in there and <laughs> it's like hard, an as SEO i said nerd. <laughs> oh yeah and I and you know what SEO it's not fun it's really quite it's a bit there yuck but once you get the hang of it it's um secretly addictive yeah yeah especially <laughs> when it works it's, kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, it's like a dirty <laughs> exactly secret. when it works you're like wait I'm gonna wait keep on. doing this yeah yeah <laughs> SEO builds okay. momentum and excitement <laughs> yes it does and sales and sales and sales I am so excited for you so Thank okay you. where oh one last question how do you market yourself? What is a way that you have gotten your shop more visible to people without just waiting for Etsy to do it for you? Okay, um, probably not the best person to ask for this because I find marketing very draining. I've actually taken my foot off the pedal a little bit this year because I was on Instagram and now they want reels and now they want stories and then they want posts. Um, and then I was on TikTok and TikTok did help my graphics store in the beginning. But um, creating videos 24-7, I find it really draining, Jenny. Like it's just we're in a world now where everything's just marketing, 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 marketing. And mm -hmm. for anyone who's on everything, like how are you meant to have great SEO and great product and great photography and all those things, especially if you've got families. And then you've got to be a full-time marketer and then you've got to have an email list and then you've got to write welcome sequences. I find, I find it too much sometimes. So, oh, and then Pinterest. <laughs> what else is there? <laughs> Facebook. <laughs> uh, and then at one stage, I was trying to learn Facebook ads to drive them to my Shopify store. So I, I think okay. for me, I've really taken my foot off the pedal. I can't see it's affected my sales, to be very honest with you. I look at um, social media now. I'm not an ambassador. I'm not looking for um, people to show my products because I can create my own graphics. Canva's incredible for helping you do that. Just get on social media for to be present, not to be forgotten. I don't think you need to be a hero. I think you just need to show enough. I post once a day and I use scheduling tools. I'm not 
I one day a week I'll do some talking videos and I'll connect them to products and I'll schedule it in the meta suite. I think it's what it's called, Mm -hmm. the Facebook suite. And I'm literally there just to say, hi, I'm still here. But I'm not there to make an impact or trying to change the world or be a social media marketer because I can't do it all at the end of the day. So my best advice would be just show enough on social media to so you have some presence so people don't forget you and um, yes. just do what you can. I just I just think there's too much pressure on all of us to to be everything and it's not possible. You can't do anything properly when you've got your finger in 10 million pies. You can't do it. Like we're human. We've got families. Absolutely. Yeah, so, yes. yeah, I'm, I'm probably not the best person to ask for marketing questions. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. You brought up such a good point and – a lot of people say that right now is like, it's just too much. Too there's much. too many yep. things. There's too many options and it just adds more on their plate. And then yep. it's just kind of draining. And mm-hmm. that's not the part that creatives like, no. right? Like that's not the part. And if you're adding one more thing on your list each day, that's not what you like. It's just going to get lower on that to-do list. So I totally yep. get it. But I love what you said. Like just show up to stay top of mind. You're yep. not trying to go be, like you said, a hero. You're not trying to go viral. You're literally just showing up, saying who you are, showing yourself and showing a new product. That's all. Like I yeah. totally understand. And There's you probably, do not have to be on everything. No, no. There's probably yeah. one thing yeah. I would suggest is if you can find a couple of hours in a day, if you're making something, just make a few videos, schedule them up. And then once they've played through Instagram as a story, then I usually redo them again but in a reel and add some music. And really, no one's just watching me 24-7. <laughs> They've forgotten what I did within five minutes of what I've loaded. So I repurpose a lot of my content. I go into my archives and see what I posted this time last year. And all of my archives are Christmas. So I just repost them again. So I've become quite the, the lazy social media marketer. If I can repurpose it and it's not dated or I'm not talking about a specific um, – like, I can't talk about COVID anymore, so anything – COVID related last year I spoke about around this time obviously I can't post that but I can also um chop it just show the product add some more music I just yeah just repurpose 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 that's all I can suggest do the best because you already did the work (laughs) yep yeah you do yes because you already did that work and so it's Mm. there you just take that same picture you put a new little sentence and you you drop the link below Super, super easy and like less stress on you. Okay. Thank you so much for being here today, Kylie. I enjoyed this so much and I'm so happy for you. Like you have two shops, you're back to work, you're like bright and cheery and I'm just so happy for your like successful shops. So tell everyone, tell everyone where they can find you, like the names of both of your shops. Yep. Yep. My um, two Etsy shops, my first one, which is, has, has the physical products and the POD products and the downloads that I was talking about is Happy Joy Decor. And the PNG graphics store is Happy Joy Graphics. So they're kind of connected, but, but not really. They do. I love it. It's all part of yeah. your brand. Yes. Well, <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining. Pleasure. No worries. Thank you so much. Are you a handmade seller and creative entrepreneur who's ready to amplify your Etsy shop's visibility and sales? If so, then I invite you to join my community of more than 1,900 Etsy shop owners on Facebook called Etsy Sales and Marketing for Handmade Sellers. It's where you will get insider access on the latest strategies for writing SEO and for boosting your sales with simple and strategic social media marketing while surrounding yourself with a community of supportive entrepreneurs who are in your corner every step of the way. 
Join for free today by visiting www.jenny-hall.com slash Facebook group. Thanks for listening, and I can't wait to see you on the inside.